0: Somebody do that right now and praise him. Come on, somebody enter into that throne room right now and begin to praise him. Oh, God Almighty, you're Lord of all. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. It's so wonderful to be in the house of God with God's people. Amen, living in the overflow of what God has already done today, amen, what a mighty, mighty time we had here today, amen, and I'd say if you missed it, get online and watch, but as Brother Garrett said, it's just not the same, it's just not the same. I I sent him a picture of somebody that said, you know, watching church online is a lot like Having the fireplace on your TV. It sure looks good. But it just don't feel the same. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now when circumstances have you in a place. Where that's all you can do. Then hey that's that's great. I'm glad we had that opportunity. A couple years ago. When we were in a bind. But. Amen, I was glad when they said unto me Let us go into the house of the Lord It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight Amen, amen, amen If you would, in your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1 I'm going to read from the NLT tonight In this passage of scripture Ephesians chapter 1 I'm going to read verses 4 and 5 and Skip down, verse 11, 13 and 14 Verse 4 says, even before he made the world, before Genesis 1 and 1, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance. To adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what we wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Verse 11, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance. And he makes everything. He makes Everything work out according to His plan. Verse 13 goes on to say, When you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own. By giving you the Holy Spirit whom He promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised, and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this so we could praise and glorify Him. That is God's guarantee. And to think that all of this, even before He made the world, He loved us. Tonight, for just a little while, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on this subject. He decided in advance. He decided in advance. Father, I love you. I thank you for your presence that is in this place. God, somebody needs your word tonight. God, somebody tonight, Lord, is desperate for that word, God, but they are gripped by fear and doubt and questions. But Lord, You still reign supreme. You still sit on the throne, God. And in spite of my circumstance... God, you've already decided what shall be. God, you have already spoken your word. You have already given some promises that stand here tonight. And it matters not what season. It matters not what circumstance, what storm, what sickness they may find themselves in tonight. Your word shall be done. Your word shall... Thou be done. And we declare it tonight in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise like you really believe that tonight. Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. I want to start off by saying that I am not talking about predestination. I'm not talking about a gospel that tells me everything has already been mapped out for me. So I don't have to really do anything different than what I'm already doing. God knew from the very beginning Adam and Eve would fall. God knew that sin would find a way and enter in and cause a very... Big problem. And so because God knows this. Then there are those that say. Well if he knew there was going to be a problem. And he knew there was going to be a fall. And he knew they were going to make a mistake. Then why did he make man in the first place? Perhaps you've even wrestled with that thought. If God knew humanity was just going to be this disappointment. That he was going to look down on the earth and say, I, I've got to destroy all of them, save Noah and his family. If God truly felt that way, then why would he even go through the trouble of making man to begin with? And the answer to that is because he already had a plan. For Revelation tells us, and we sang it a moment ago, he is the lamb slain. Not just at the cross, but the Word of God says from the foundation of the world. Our our text a moment ago said before He even formed the world, before creation, He already loved you. He already had in mind what He was going to do to redeem you and save you. There will be a heaven. And there is a hell. Hell. There is a place in eternity for God's chosen people. And by chosen people, I mean the ones that would receive Him. Because Scripture says to them, He would give the power to be the sons of God. The cross was going to happen. Now, whether or not you make a part of that or not, is a choice that you have to make. God does not decide before you are born, that you are going to heaven or you are going to hell. God's plan and God's desire, he said, is that none would perish. John 1 and 12, again, he said, but as many as received him. You have the opportunity, you have a choice in all of this to receive him. And, and most of you here tonight have done just that. But we live thinking it's already set in stone and that whatever will be, will be. And whether we really try to wrap our minds around what predestination really means or not, some of us live by that mindset that, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And he knows. He knows if I'm going to heaven. He knows if I'm going to hell. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and living my life. No. God knows the choices you're going to make, but it is up to you to be dedicated to make the right choices and to live the right lifestyle and to make sure that you receive that grace that God has for each and every one of us. We come with this mindset that I've got a 50-50 shot. I was born in this world with a 50-50 shot. We read scriptures, and I I mentioned it to some friends this week. Two men will be working in the field. One will be left behind while the other caught up. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left behind. And we read verses like that. And as a child, I remember reading that and thinking, Man, I've got a 50-50 shot here. At the time, it was just my mom and dad and me and Lacey living at home. And I remember thinking, Okay... One man's going to be taken and one man's going to be left behind. I love my dad a whole lot, but if one of us is going, I want it to be me. And I remember thinking, well, maybe it's the adults. Maybe God's going to take mom or dad and leave mom or dad. And God's going to take me or my sister and leave me or my sister. And I love Lacey. But if God's taking one of us, I want it to be me. And there are people that still live under that mindset that it's just that God has hand-selected these few and that the rest of us are just doomed. And that there is no hope and that, well, God's already decided. God decided in advance what was going to happen to me. And we buy into that mindset and that is not what I'm talking about tonight. God knows, but it's not that I am a pawn in His game. I get where I'm going because of the choices that I make. I make it to heaven because I make up my mind I've got to go to heaven. I'm going to heaven because I found an altar and I said I can't leave this place because I've got to make it to heaven. God's plan is that I make it to heaven. God's plan is that you make it to heaven. God's plan is that your babies make it to heaven. Now I have got to obey His word. Now I have to walk Upright. Now I have to say no to some things. I have to say yes to some things. God decided in advance. Now what will you decide? What will you do to buy in to that God plan? God predestines the plan, but we must respond to God's grace to walk in that plan. As a parent, I can have a plan set in motion. That when we walk in this store, you're going to walk right beside this buggy. And you're not going to touch one thing. And you're not going to ask for one thing. And you're just going to be a quiet, perfect little angel. And I can have the plan. I can make up my mind this is the way it's going to be. But we can walk through the doors of that store. And everything I said went in one ear and out the other. What matters is that there's somebody that hears that word and receives that word and says, I'm going to obey. I'm going to listen. I'm going to follow your commandments. God, I want to follow your plan. Because there are times we as his children have other plans. He set it in motion and said, I want you to live holy. I want you to walk upright, I want you to be faithful to church, I want a relationship with you, and I want you to pray, and I want you to fast, and I, he can set all of that in motion, but sometimes we can have other plans. I saw a picture the other day that said, as soon as you say, my child would never, here they come never nevering like they've never nevered before. You ever felt that way Before? Oh, my kids would never do that. Oh, and then they never, never like they never, never before. Titus 2 and 11 said, The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The sinners, the saints, the one that are way out there and the ones that are close, The ones that are of this background and the ones that are of that background. The ones that are here and the ones that are out there. That same grace is offered to everybody. Predestination as the world would write, it says that God picked beforehand. But the truth is that same grace that appeared to you is the same grace that appeared to me. Now what will I do with that grace is the question. God decided in advance the grace that would be offered. God decided the outcome He wanted. But will you walk in that plan? Or will you go your own way? We all have an opportunity. He decided, but will you decide the same? Somebody say, He decided. Decided means it's not up for debate. Decided means it is done. Decided means it is finished. Decided means it is settled. The Word of God said His Word is forever settled. When the enemy came and tempted Jesus, he was quickly reminded what had already been decided. He was quickly reminded, this has already been written. This has already been said. You can come bother me and tempt me and try to bog me down and get me to walk away all you want to. But it is written. It's already been spoken. It's already been done. And beyond hearing the word spoken that day, the enemy was hearing them from the word Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You can all quote it. For I know the thoughts, the plan, the purpose. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Lamentations 2.17 says, The Lord did just as He planned. Job 23.14 says, He will complete in detail what He has decided about me. That's enough to rejoice right there. That He will complete in detail what He has already decided About me. It doesn't matter what your circumstance has said. It doesn't matter what your neighbor has said. It doesn't matter what the report says. You ought to look at that tonight and say. God is going to see it through. God is going to make a way. God is going to do what He said. He will complete every single detail of my life, of what He's decided about me. He's not trying to figure it out, it's already done. He was already the answer, He was the solution before you ever arrived at the problem. He was the meal before you ever got hungry. He was the water before you ever got thirsty. He was the way out before you ever got trapped. He was the door before you were ever lost. He is Jesus. He is still the way maker. He is still the promise keeper. He is still the light in the darkness. You're not going to get in some corner that catches God by surprise. He is the way way. In Mark 11, Jesus says, I want you to go into this town, and you're going to find the colt tied, whereon never man sat. Loose him and bring him. And verse 4 said, and when they went their way, they found the colt right there, tied by the door. Well, how did that happen? Because he already decided it in advance. He already had a plan set in motion. I don't think he went that day and said, Brother Nance, here, I, I'm going to give you $100. I want you to tie this cold up, and I'm going to send some guys later, and they're just going to be wild. They're going to say, how did he know that? How did he know that? No, God said, I just, I know it. If you would trust me, I know it. I've already set it in motion. I already have a plan. I see things that you don't see. I hear things that you don't hear. I've got things set in motion you don't even feel yet. But you're going to get there. And when you get to that place, there it is. It's going to be tied up and ready for you. It ain't going anywhere. Don't worry about someone else getting what God has for you. If it's for you, God will make a way. If it's for you, God's going to make it a possibility. If you need a cult, then there's going to be a cold when you get there. If you need healing, God's going to give you healing when you need your healing. If you need to be saved, God's going to save you when you need saving. God has a plan. He's already decided it. And we ought to just get on board with it and say, God, whatever you want to do, do it in me. Do it for me. For my family. God there's a cult somewhere. There's a promise somewhere. That your word already prophesied. If any of these fellas had read the word of God. Then they would have read. Where scripture says that their savior would ride in on a young colt, And they could have looked at that moment and said. This is it. This is that this is prophecy being fulfilled. This is what he decided back then that's finally unfolding today. And God has a moment like that for somebody here tonight. That there was something he spoke way back there. And God's saying, It's about to happen right now. It's the time, it's that moment, that cult that we wrote about back then is unfolding right now. You're not at the mercy of others. You are in the mercy of God. You are in His perfect divine plan. And He knows right where you are. Mark 14, Jesus sent two disciples. He said, go into the city. And there you shall meet a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. And His disciples went forth and came into the city. And found as he had said unto them. Now that may seem elementary to you tonight. It may seem very simple to you tonight. But when God said, go and there's going to be a man carrying a water pot. Okay. And you get there. And sure enough, just like he said... There's a man, there's the water pot, it's happening just like he said it. His promises are true. His word is something that I can stand on. I can trust And he's already decided it's happening. Nobody's going to stop it. Nobody's going to deter that man because he's positioned for me. John 18, when Judas betrayed him, Jesus scripture says, therefore knowing all things that would come upon him that night, he had an understanding of what was unfolding. He knew because this was not just something that was happening on the fly. This was the plan from the very beginning. He had decided it in advance. First Corinthians 2 says, but as it is written, I have not seen. "'Ear hath not heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man.' The things which God hath prepared, not is preparing, not will prepare, but the things that God has prepared. He said, I'm already got it ready. I've already got it ready. All you've got to do is keep walking, all you've got to do is keep marching and keep fighting and keep praying. And I'm telling you, your eyes haven't seen it, your ears haven't heard it, you haven't felt it in your spirit, but that's alright, I've already decided and I've already got it prepared, he tells Abraham go to a land that I will show you and he did, Elijah go to Zarephath for I have already commanded a widow woman there to sustain you, I know right now you haven't made it that far. But God already decided it was going to be that way. And nothing and no one is going to stop it. Now will you be a part of that process? Joseph's brothers come and they throw him in a pit. And scripture says that they sat down to eat bread. Wow. What a story. But here's the deal. While they are there eating bread, delaying, it's given God His perfect timing. Because at that very moment, Scripture says, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. It just happened to be the same time that Joseph was in the pit. It just happened to be the same time they all sit down to take a quick snack. But God said, no, this is not accident. This is divine planning. This is divine purpose. Later on, we know he would say, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. But little did we know then, that while I'm in a pit, not knowing what's going to happen... There's already a caravan that left and it's going to be at the right place at the right time to get him to where God needed him to be in Egypt. You say, well, that's just coincidence. No, that's God. That's God saying, I've already decided how this is going to work. I'm going to put him in a pit and then here's going to come this caravan. They're going to sell him to the caravan and then he's going to go work for this man. And in the home of this man, he's going to be like upon and thrown into the prison and in the prison he's going to be used mightily in everything that he does and when one day when somebody gets out they're going to tell the Pharaoh about all that he's done and God's going to use that moment to elevate him that he might be a help to all of Israel it doesn't happen by accident it was all a part of that plan from the very beginning and we're in the pit and we're saying Oh, this is the worst. Oh, I'm going to die right here. And you hear camels coming. And you hear the caravan coming. And there ought to be something in you tonight that says, Hold on. Hold on. It's not over yet. I'm not dying in this pit. I'm not dying in this hole. Something else is on the way. We heard it at men's conference and at store conference. That David was anointed to be king. And Saul would not kill him because he was anointed to be king. Paul was going to Rome regardless of a storm and regardless of a shipwreck and regardless of a snake bite. Paul, God said, was going to Rome. We've heard it before concerning Jesus that Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find fault in him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave could not hold him. Because he decided in advance. Psalms 139 in the Passion says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul. And you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. And you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. God has already set in place your steps. He has already ordered them. And if you would just respond to God, if you would just heed His voice and walk in that God who knows you better than you know yourself and say, okay, God, I trust you. I take a step out in faith, believing again, trusting again, even in spite of my Circumstances. Settled could mean that I settled for second best. Settled could mean that I gave up and gave in. But when God said, My word is settled, He means that it is decided. He means that it is done and what He says goes. 1 Corinthians 4 and 4 says, It is the Lord Himself who will examine me and decide. Romans nine sixteen. So it is God who decides to show mercy. John 1 in the Passion says, The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, where he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, Come and follow me. And Philip went to look for his friend Nathanael. And he told him, We have found him. We have found the one we've been waiting for... It's Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. He's the one who Moses and the prophets prophesied would come. What was written about then has unfolded today. I have met him. I have met him face to face. And he has given me an opportunity to follow him, Nathaniel. And I want you to come and follow him also. All of that was made possible because Jesus decided to go to where Philip was. Jesus decided to come to Greater Life Church tonight and to minister to somebody and to say, I'm giving you the opportunity of a lifetime. How many moments has your life been altered because God decided to get involved? That when the doctor's report was there, and you're weeping, not knowing what was going to unfold, but because God decided to intervene, you're here tonight. How many of you could be locked up somewhere, or drug out somewhere on drugs, but because God decided that He was going to reach for you in a moment where you felt useless, you're able to be here tonight. How many of you are thankful for a God that decided to love you, Before he even made the world. He decided to care for you. Long before anyone else loved you. Before your mother loved you. Before your dad held you in his arms. God loved you. God said I will make a help meet for Adam. And he did. God told Noah I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. But I will make a covenant with you. And he did. God told Abram he would give his seed all the land and he did. God said Sarah will have a son and she did. God told Moses he would lead his people out of the affliction of Egypt and he did. God told Pharaoh he would send plagues and he did. He told those disciples follow me and I will make you fishers of men and he did. He said in the last days he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall i see visions and on my servants and on your handmaidens. I'm going to do a work. You hear me. God said it. You can take it to the bank that he's going to do everything that he said. If he told you, it's going to happen. If he spoke it, it's going to happen. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that was your own thoughts. That was a promise from God. You say, well, it hasn't happened yet. It's not happening the way that I imagined it happening. It may not be what I hoped and prayed for. But God said, I, I've already decided. I've already told some of you. It's going to happen. I have already given you a word. I have already declared it so. And hear me. It's been said time and time again. And I say it again tonight. Don't doubt in the darkness. What God promised you in the light. Don't doubt in a moment that you're in the pit. The dream that God gave you. Don't you doubt in a moment where things aren't going your way. That God is not going to do. What he said he would do. It may not be today. It may not be next week. But if God gave you that promise, he will see to it that he finishes it just like he said he would. In Luke chapter 1, you find Zacharias. And scripture tells us this man. Was a priest. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron. We know how all this unfolds. We know how the scripture goes, and we know the outcome. Scripture said in verse 7 they had no child, they had no promise, they had no answer. Because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. We know that part. But don't miss what he said in verse 6. It says, and they were both righteous before God. They both walked in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. Blameless. Husband and wife, dedicated, committed, sold out to the grace and the plan of God that whatever's going to be will be, but I'm going to continue serving God. I know He hasn't answered my prayer, but I'm going to be committed to God. I know I haven't seen it yet. But I'm going to be devoted to every commandment. And I'm going to continue living a holy life. And I'm going to continue living righteously and godly. I'm going to continue doing what I've always done. Because it's not all about me. It's about Him. And I'm going to continue serving Him day and night. And doing what I've always done. Don't miss the verses surrounding what we know. Don't read over the parts that you know in Scripture because you might just see something that stirs you and speaks to you and reminds you of something and tells you something. This is what I felt so led in the Holy Ghost to share with you tonight. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. You hear something like that. And you think of these pioneers. And you think of these perfect upright people. And then you read that next verse. That says and they had no child. God but they were righteous. They were perfect. They were good people. They lived for you. They served you. And yet they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren and now they are too old. It would be really easy to be upset with circumstances at that point. It would be really easy in your life to look around at the season you're in right now and say, God, I know what I want. And I know what I've prayed for. And I know what I have fasted for but I also have to be very real tonight. And I'm not in the season of life that I was then. I'm not capable now like I was 30 years ago when I prayed that prayer. God, I don't know how this could even be possible. It would be really easy to just stay at home and to say, You know what, I've lived righteous I've lived godly. I've I've done my part and I've followed His commandments. And it'd be really easy to just slip behind the scenes and find something to do at the church that, that's not that important and not that big of a deal. But the Bible says in the next verse, And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course... Even though my prayer has not been answered, I'm going to keep doing what I know is right. You're going to still find me in the house of the Lord. You're going to still find me in the work of God. I know I haven't seen it. I know I haven't obtained it. But I'm going to keep living for God. I'm going to keep obeying. I'm going to keep walking in His ordinances. I'm going to keep walking after God. Even when life had been unfair and when His prayers had not been answered, there He was faithful. There He was continuing. And besides, God had already decided. Now I can give a spoiler because you already know the outcome. But some believe he was praying for a child that day while fulfilling his calling. But I don't believe that for one moment. Because when that word came, he says, but I'm an old man. And my wife is now well stricken in years. Notice how wise he was. He didn't say she was old. He said, I'm an old man. She's just stricken in years. She's... I don't think God was responding to a prayer from that day. I believe God was responding to a prayer that had been prayed so many times before. But he watched as that man and his wife remained faithful. Faithful. He watched as they continued coming to the service of God. Doing whatever they could. Continuing walking after God and serving Him faithfully. And even when unanswered, they both were righteous. Even when God didn't answer their prayer, they both continued living for God and kept showing up and serving when called upon to serve. And the Bible says in verse 13... An angel comes to him and says, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife, Elizabeth, he shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. What that means in the original text is, Thy prayer is answered. Thy prayer that you have offered up have been granted by God. The angel starts going on with all these... Just put yourself in his shoes for just a moment. He says this and then the angel starts going with... She shall bear. Thou shalt. Thou shalt. He shall be great. He shall not... He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. He shall go before Him. The word shall means expressing the future tense. It is used to express what is inevitable. Incapable of being avoided or evaded. But shall is hard for us. Shall is hard for us because that means not yet. Shall means future. Shall means the prayer that we've been praying for is delayed even more. That the response that we wanted when the angel came was, Here you go. Here it is. You shall receive doesn't mean you have received. You shall get a bonus. Doesn't mean that it's in your bank account already. Things will change. Doesn't mean anything when what I'm living through tell me otherwise. Shall is laughable when you are aged out of such a promise. Shall, even in the heart of a priest. Even in the heart of a good man. Even in the heart of a faithful saint of God. Shall hurts because it's it's not yet it's not now it's still delayed and it's still so much could happen the holy ghost there are some here tonight that serve in the house of god you serve in your home and you pray and you're faithful and you don't even have faith enough to believe the promises of god anymore i'm telling you what i feel in the holy ghost you know what god said You know the promise that God gave you. You know what you want for your family. You know the prayers that you want to pray. But you are afraid... You are gripped by fear and doubt because you are looking around at your circumstances. You're looking around at the season of life that you were in. You're looking at logic and reason and you're saying there's absolutely no way. God, I want to believe it, but there's just no way. I am old. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not in that season of life anymore. And here is what I am up against tonight. Zachariah saw an angel from the Lord. And he heard the word and the message of God from that angel. And the angel said, I am Gabriel. That stand in the presence of God. And am sent to speak to thee. And to show thee these things. That you would have glad tidings. But ye shall be dumb. And not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words. Which shall be fulfilled in their season. Hear me tonight, if an angel who stands in the presence of God would come down to a priest and be there in that moment and say, I am he who stands in the presence of God. Hear the word of the Lord. And in that moment, Zacharias is sitting there. I can't can't believe that word. It's impossible. I I want to. But it's just not a possibility. Hear me. If an angel cannot convince the priest of such a word from God, then how would me or Brother Hughes or Brother Stevenson or anybody else that would come to this pulpit ever convince you of the promise that God has spoken? If God sent an angel into this place right now and he looked you right in the eye and he spoke the word that you've been praying that God would speak to tonight, would you really accept it and would you really believe it? We would love to say yes. We would love to say oh I can't wait. And we get excited. But when the moment comes. And God speaks. That doubt. And those fears. And the questions come in. And it's not that we are bad people. It's not that we are horrible sinners. It's that we are looking around at reality. We are looking around at where we are. And we are saying God I want to believe. I want to receive that word. I want to, God. But, but look where I'm at. You hear me tonight. So much could happen between the promise and the fulfillment of that promise. But hear me. When God says, it shall be. When God says, it shall be. I love the angel's response. Because he doesn't say, okay, then never mind. We'll give it to somebody else. We'll give this promise to somebody else since you didn't receive that, since you didn't believe it. Oh, there was punishment. There was silence. But he said, when all of this is fulfilled, you're going to speak again. And you're going to say it. His name is John. His name... Is John. You go ahead and take that word. And you cash it in. It may not be when you thought. It may be taking longer than you thought. It may have liars, discouragers and doubters all along the way. It may have people who don't believe you because of your circumstance. But God has already decided it. But hear me. We hear the promise of God. And the word says, Zacharias... Your prayer has been answered. I don't have no baby. I I don't have anything to hold. My wife doesn't have one to sing lullabies to at night and sing to. How has my prayer been answered? How has my prayer been answered, God? I don't have that promise. I haven't entered that promised land yet. I haven't obtained it yet. How could you say my prayer has been answered? Because when God says it shall be, it's already decided. When God comes to you in that season, and He says, Brother Miller, it shall be done. Your prayer has been heard then you can begin to walk in it right then and there. You can begin rocking it right then and there. It may not be in your arms yet, but it might as well be. It might as well be in your grasp because God said it. Your feet may not be in that promised land yet, but you can go ahead and start shouting because if God said it, you're going to get there. You may not be on streets of gold yet, but you hear me, you ought to start shouting now because if God said it, then I can believe it. If God said it, then I can hold on to the promise. I can walk in that grace. How did all this happen? It happened before. He even formed the world. He decided in advance, it's going to happen. I'm going to give you that baby. I'm going to give you that promise. I'm going to work out everything in your life in detail. Let's all stand in this house tonight. Hakaya Romo hi. Hikalamo so Tolobo koya Baya, God, right now, I come against the spirit of fear. I come against the spirit of discouragement. God, I come against the taunting spirit that would taunt a Hannah today. God, she shall have a son. Sarah shall have a son. Elizabeth shall have a son. God, each and every promise that you've said, it's going to happen. Lord, I know it may have been a long time ago. Oh God, it seems so long ago that you promised it. But you hear me, Zacharias. I've seen you. I've seen you worship. I've seen you shouting. I've seen you praying. I've seen every time you fasted. I've seen every time you have followed after me. Living righteously when you could have thrown in the towel. Hio Hono ni na na hikata. na na yo no sina na maha hila la maha ya. Lolo moni kasana la la mahikoyo boko tabaha. Somebody needs to receive that promise tonight. Your prayer has been heard. Your prayer has been answered. Come on, Zacharias, cry out to God. I'm not going to doubt the angels. I'm not going to denounce that word. I'm not going to deny that voice. I'm going to walk in that promise. I'm going to cling to that word, oh on start rocking that baby start singing to it right now oh it shall be it shall be it shall be come on speak it declare it it shall be it shall be Lord, you've already decided it. No devil, no adversary, no one is going to keep it from coming to pass. Stand. Stand on that word. Stand on the promise of God It's still yes and amen Find somebody right now Tell them you're going to see it God said it shall be done Come on somebody believe for it right now Coco yandara mahaya.